Hi, my name is David Siegler and welcome to my podcast. Hi everybody and welcome to uh, my podcast, Property Sourcing Profits. And this episode's a little bit different because this is for you out there if you don't like gardening. What do I mean? What do you mean, Dave, you don't like gardening? Uh, Well, a few things have all sort of come together that's prompted me to make this episode. Uh, One of which, the main one of which, was I was talking to one of our deal packaging mentees, people that work with us on a one-to-one basis trying to move their deal packaging business forward. And um, he said to me on the phone, we're having a bit of a catch-up, he said to me he'd found a house which was built on a corner plot, very run-down house. Uh, They were going to take an offer for it, but he was trying to judge the offer. Uh, It was on a corner plot. There were roads on two sides of the house, the frontage of the house and up the side. Uh, And there was a significant size garden. And he was wondering whether the fact that they might be able to separate a garden plot from the whole of the house would add value sufficiently for an investor to be interested in this. And um, the reason it resonated with me so strongly is because I live in Brighton. I think uh, uh, that's pretty common knowledge. And as I walk around Brighton, uh, and I regularly walk around Brighton, just to get some fresh air and stretch my legs and do what I'm supposed to do, uh, keep myself fit and healthy, uh, there is absolutely no doubt that infilling... The development of garden sites in filling is uh, happening in every street. Virtually every street I walk down, there's one or two or more houses that uh, have had developments within the garden area. So uh, I thought I'd make this podcast episode because if you're out there looking to add value, and that's what deal packages do, we source properties and then we try and add value Uh, for our investors there are many ways you can add value and this is just one of them so you know by default we try and look at multi-lets we try and to to increase the yield on a single land uh, a single let property we might try a service accommodation to increase the yield on a single let property but uh, I do know somebody in the industry spends his whole time on google earth just looking around towns Uh, all over the south of England, for corner plots. Houses built on the corners of roads where they have uh, a garden that might have access to the street. So infilling is pretty lucrative. If you can find an infilling opportunity, uh, a garden development site opportunity, then you're certainly adding value for your investor and your investor needs to know about it. So how do you know whether you've got an opportunity or not? So let's talk about this particular project uh, that my mentee brought to me. Now, this is not the first time that a mentee has brought a potential garden site, all in inverted commas, uh, to me. But normally the the arithmetic is ridiculous and it doesn't add up, right? So this one got my attention because I think the man's got a deal here. I do, and I told him in no uncertain terms. I think it was really, really cool. So I'm going to run the uh, numbers past you. It's not in Brighton. I'm not going to tell you where it is. But it's in Middle England, happily in Middle England somewhere. And... um, here are the numbers. So you might want to drive. Uh, you might want to jot this down. Not if you're driving. Don't write this down. Have to have a listen later. The house as is, the property as is, complete with the garden, is on the market for three hundred and fifty thousand pounds. It is a three-bed, two-bath family home, two receptions, significant detached building. Um, it's a bungalow. 
It's currently a bungalow. Uh, and it's not in an area where every house is a bungalow, so it's quite unusual to that extent to have a, an individual bungalow based in an area like that. But the going rate, the market value, you have to take my, ha- my word for it, but hand on heart, the market rate appears to be, for a three-bed, two-reception house in that area, around 350 grand. That is the market rate. Now, the estate agents have indicated to my mentee that the property has been on the market for a long time. It's time to move the property. The um, vendor is prepared to consider any offer over 300000 That's a significant reduction. Why? Because as the, in the estate agent's view, the bungalow's in pretty poor state of decor, needs updating significantly. And this has been a problem throughout. Um, we've not discussed anything about the garden with the estate agent. So you're looking at picking up a house uh, that in good, good condition uh, would be worth about 300 grand, uh, 350 grand, forgive me, 350 grand for about 300 grand. That would be really cool. But what's even cooler is the garden is big enough to separate off the rear part of the garden, which in, in fairness, would be most of the garden in this particular case, but uh, most of the garden and build house on it. How cool is this? Now, any developers listening, right, you're going to know the numbers on this inside out. I don't, I'm not pretending to teach you anything, but a deal packager doesn't have to know the numbers inside out. A deal packager has to know the numbers sufficiently to prove to their investor that there's an opportunity here. And then after that, after the initial um, approach is made, after we get the property off the market, after, while we're going through the process, then of course we drill down deep, deep, deep to make sure the numbers work. But I'm going to give you now in this podcast an indication of what you need to look for so that if you come across a garden site, if you come across a corner site, a site where you've got access to the rear gardens in some respect, uh, and it can be down the side of the house. I've seen that a lot. So maybe, you know, you're going to build a house behind the house, but you've got to have sufficient width for access down the side of the house. So it needs to be detached, probably. Or you've got a true corner plot, a true corner plot with access onto the road. Uh, first thing you need to check, team, is Talk to your local highways authority. Are there going to be any issues with accessing the public highway from the garden? Right, You have to run that past the highways authority. The sort of things they're going to look for is the safety of access and just how busy that corner plot road is. Now, in fairness, most corner plot roads that I see are not busy. You know, they are normal residential streets. Uh, but just double check or double underline. Talk to your local highways authority, depending on where you are in the country. It'll either be your local council. It might be the county council. Um, talk to them about whether you've got access on to the uh, road uh, that runs along the, the garden. So it'll be your local council. might be a unitary authority. Possibility it's your county council, depending where you are in the UK. That being said, if we're all clear to go there, how do you know if you've got a deal? How do you know if you can build a house in the garden? And I'm assuming here that the levels of the ground are sensible. Okay, if you've got a huge slope either up or down, we have to have a rethink. But let's assume that they're relatively level plots. Okay, and we can work around it. How big's a new house, David? How How big is a house? 
I don't know how big a house is. You know, if I'm building a new house today, how big should it be? How am I going to know if it fits in the bit of garden that I'm uh, trying to um, section off to build a new house in? Okay, so houses have got smaller over a period of time. Houses used to be bigger than they are today. The standard family home, three-bed family home since 2015 has been around 85 square metres. That is not big, team. It's not. But you need 85 square metres worth of accommodation to house uh, three bedrooms and make it a family home. Now, if you look at it and pace it out, it doesn't look very big. You think, how where, where are these people going to put everything? Where's all the storage? How are we going to entertain? What if we want guests over for dinner? Where are we going to eat? We're going to have to have it on our laps. We, we have to sit all around the house in different rooms. You know, how's it work? Well, it works. 85 square meters, you can build a three-bed house to minimum sizes. You can. 85 square meters. So look at the garden. You're going to have to leave margins. You can't just fill the garden space up with house. There are margins. Uh, you've got to have at least five meters border of garden uh, around the outside, hopefully more. I uh, I go on a regular walk and I'm watching a house being built now on a really weird end of garden plot. It's been there like forever. I've walked past it forever and they've cleared the plot and they're building a house. They've, le- they've had to level the ground because the levels weren't great. And they're building a three bed, two story, three bed family home on there. And you wouldn't think it would fit. I mean, it looks too big for the site. And it's um, exaggerated because the site it's being built on is actually a triangle. It's a triangular end to the garden. It's not a rectangle. And it's they've sort of squeezed it into the sharp end of the triangle. And, and it looks really weird. However, because of the shortage of homes, because it's going to be new build, because it would be a nice spec, and I'll talk about spec as we move through this, even though it's small, you know, I've no doubt that they will find buyers very quickly for that house, because new build houses pretty rare in and around Brighton, right? So 85 square metres is what you need. You can work that out. Um, just top level figures as a deal packager. We're not drilling down. We're not taking responsibility for doing Uh, the development we trust that our investor will have those skills to check our numbers and drill down and squeeze it out to the last penny so that they know they've got a deal we we, you this is not a deal you can package to newbies this is a deal you have to package to somebody who knows what they're doing so they can make a profit okay 85 square meters what's it going to cost to build so i've done a bit of research um i had a soft costing in my head but i've it's been reinforced by my research so i've looked um at various uh, worthy tomes learned books um articles all sorts of stuff online i finished up in spawns architect and builders price book 2017 it just confirmed what everybody else says about this and what i had in my head depending on the specification and depending on where you are in the country it's going to be dearer in london it'll be cheaper in the north it's going to cost you between 1400 and 1700 pounds per square meter to build that house 1400 to 1700 pounds per square meter we've got 85 square meters now this excludes any professional fees 
and any VAT. Now, a lot of new build, you don't uh, have to pay VAT, uh, but you've got to check that out yourself. But it also excludes professional fees. So if we're looking at, uh, say, north of London, Midlands to the north, most of the United Kingdom, down into the southwest, whatever, I would say uh, finger in the air of some £1,500 per square metre, uh, including your professional fees, would probably do the job. £1,500, an 85 square metre house at £1,500 a uh, square metre comes to £127,500. Let's add the professional fees in. Let's add some other bits in. Let's let's say whatever we've forgotten is going to cost 150 grand because it's a big round number. Easier to do the arithmetic. So we're going to go, it's going to cost to build that house finished because the, um, the build cost includes your electrics and your plumbing and your kitchen and your windows and all that sort. So these are finished at the spec that £1,500 a square metre will get you. Uh, you, it's going to cost 150 grand. That's where we are coming from. Okay, so let's apply it to my mentee's case study here. So he can pick up a house at 300 grand, which is a little bit sad and run down and dilapidated, and it's a bungalow. Uh, 300 grand. But we know that the open market value for a house in good condition is 350 grand. How cool. So now we're looking at buying the entire plot for 300 grand, or maybe we can pinch 10 grand and get it 290, something like that. Who knows? But say we pay 300 grand for it, we're then separating the plot with a lick of paint and a cosmetic uplift on the existing bungalow. Can we separate, legally separate the plot, the garden plot from the balcony, from the bungalow, leaving the bungalow intact with a little bit of garden, maybe? Who knows? Depending on the size of the garden. Um, and then put the bungalow back on the market and get our 300 grand back out again. Can we do that? I don't know. But if you can do that, then you've got your building plot, the garden plot, for nothing. Now, I know I'm painting with a broad brush. I get it. But the reason I'm painting with a broad brush is just to explain the concept to you. If you went to an investor and said, in effect, Mr. Investor, Mrs. Investor, you're going to get a building plot in this part of the world for nothing if we're canny and we play our cards right and we get our numbers right, um, what is the building plot worth? Okay, so let's work it back. We know that a three-bed house in that area in good condition will market for 350 grand. We know that it's going to cost 150 grand to build that new build house because we've done our research very roughly. So we've got 200 grand to play with here. We've got 200 grand, which will cover the cost of the building plot and our profit. That is an extraordinary deal for the investor. That's an extraordinary uplift in value. And yes, there's a lot of work to be done, legal work and building work to produce that new house, to go through the process of separating the plot into two plots. Um, your solicitor's going to have to do that. To upgrade the bungalow that exists on the corner of the, uh, the, corner of the um, site and sell that back into the open market, maybe getting our 300 grand back, maybe getting more back. Who knows? How, what is the value of the garden uh, to the, the original house? How, how is that valued? I'll tell you what it isn't worth. It's not worth the 70, 80, 90 grand as a building plot, uh, which is reflected in the work that we've done by separating the two plots. So you've got 200 grand there, which is potentially profit, either added in equity as a, a building plot 
or from building out the house and selling it on. Now, as a deal packager, you don't have to go any further than that. As a deal packager, your job is done. You've sourced it, you've isolated it, you've done very top-line numbers. The top-line numbers that I've described in this podcast episode. And uh, you've shown a massive uh, massive uplift in value for your investor, which means you can get a really nice fee. What sort of fee would you get on this? Um, I think you're looking 10 to 15 grand. You know, the, the investor's got a lot of work to do. There's a lot of ifs and ands and buts. What if the market moves? What if Brexit interferes? What if we don't get their money out? What if the bungalow doesn't sell? All of that sort of thing. So it's not risk-free for the investor, which is why I say you shouldn't go to a newbie. You ought to go to somebody who's experienced and seasoned and knows what they're doing. But the potential uplift here, one way or another, is a 200 grand uplift for your investor. So we don't have to go any further here. We just pass that on. Uh, if the investor, who remember, who knows what they're doing, right, thinks it's a goer, they will happily pay you. You're worth your weight in gold. If every time as a deal packager, you come along with a deal that's going to earn 200 grand, right? That's really, really cool. So let me summarize. In case I uh, haven't made it completely clear, this is an actual real case study. These are real numbers that one of my mentees brought to me and said, David, have I got a deal here? right? And I said, yes, 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 you have. So we have, just to summarise, a rather run-down, uh, neglected, unhappy-looking bungalow, which is situated on a corner plot in uh, a town in Middle England, north of Milton Keynes. It's got quite a big garden, okay? The um, open market value for that property in good condition is about 350 grand, hand on heart. The estate agent is now telling us because of the length of time that's gone by, uh, the the vendor of the bungalow and the garden is happy to consider offers around 300 grand. So if we pay 300 grand, let's assume we pay 300 grand. Now, I know you've got to work in stamp duty and all that sort of thing, but, you know, there's quite a big margin here, right? Uh, if we pay 300 grand for the plot and then divide the plot so that we've got the existing bungalow and we've got a garden building plot, Okay, then we resell the existing bungalow, uh, having done a cosmetic uplift and anything that it needs to make it appropriate to move in the market. So we're not going top of the range here. We're just trying to put the property into good, solid living accommodation. That's why it might need a new boiler. It might need new electrics. It might need a few new windows. Who knows? But in the scale of the project, that is not a lot of expense. Uh, but it means that you can't go to a newbie investor on this because they won't know how to deal with it. You've got to go to somebody experienced. Then we sell off the bungalow uh, and get as close to our 300 grand. And do you know what? We might get our 300 grand back into the pot. So now suddenly we've got a garden plot for nothing. It will cost us 150 grand based on my research, approximately, to build a three-bed family home on that plot of 85 square meters. Uh, and then we can sell the uh, family home for 350 grand because that is the open market value for three bed family homes in that area. How cool is all this? And uh, just while I'm talking, I'm thinking it depends what you want, your investor wants. Maybe the investor wants to hold. Maybe they just want to add value and refinance. Why couldn't they do that? So they might retain the bungalow right? And then build the house and then refinance the whole thing. 
and keep forever. Then they've got two properties. Or maybe they want to keep the bungalow. And uh, do you know something else I see? I see a lot of bungalows being made into two-story family homes now. But that costs money. But if you divide the garden into a garden plot and the bungalow, you might want to sell the garden plot off and retain the bungalow. You could do that as well. Now, I've not done the arithmetic on that, but the potential here in this one particular find that one of my mentees has made is just extraordinary. And um, maybe it's something you've not considered. Maybe as you've been driving around, you've not really been looking for it, so you haven't seen them. Um, I do a lot of walking, and I recommend you do a lot of walking because I'm starting to see these everywhere. Now, many of them have been built out. They have. But I'm still walking past properties where there is potential to do this. So have a look on Google Earth in your area. That's probably the quickest, easiest way to start finding corner plots. Just have a scoot round uh, from above, as it were, uh, up in the cloud, and uh, see if you can find the corner plots and go and have a look at them. Anyway, it's just one more tool in your toolbox where you can add value for investors. It doesn't have to be just multi-let or serviced accommodation or whatever uh, whatever else uh, we're doing. See if you can find garden plots. I hope this has been really helpful and I look forward to speaking to you all next time. Thank you for listening. I am David Siegler. See you on the next episode.